This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome back to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Michael Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lynn Group in Ventura, California. This week's topic, we're going to be talking about individual retirement accounts, also known as IRAs. As always, with me is my good friend and co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, as always, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Michael. Thanks for having me on the show. This is, this is so much fun doing this each weekend. For our listeners out there, it's fun to be on the radio with you, and uh, you're always a wealth of information. We always have a, a little fun with the show, too. Um, well, it's not your typical intro. You're supposed to say if you're doing any better, you'd be me, and I feel like we're missing that. <laughs> you know what? If I was any better, Michael, I'd be twins. Ah, if I, I'd be twins. If I was any, you know, I'm so good at hurts. Um, but seriously, Michael, uh, it's a good day. Um, I love this time of year. How about you though? What, what's up? What's up with you? It's good. Hey, this is an exciting week. I just found out I got an A in my estate planning class at Cal Lutheran university. So, oh, wow. I'm, I'm feeling fancy. Brushing up on the old estate planning. I like it. Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're giving your clients and the people you help the most up-to-date information and education is the best way to do that. Oh, yeah. The, um, yeah. And in, in this line of work, you have to continually the education is an ongoing process o- oh, over, the, over the years. You know, you you don't get a four year degree or a six year degree and a couple certifications and then it ends. Uh, you keep getting certifications and you keep uh, getting degrees. And it's amazing. I'm always amazed that you have time the time you do, Mike, because um, <laughs> it, it's just amazing uh, how much studying there is and how much work you have there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make time for what's important. But yeah, you know, I did the uh, the certified financial planner program, which I completed that about six years ago. And as much as we study and do continuing ed and all that stuff, you just realize you need to keep the foundation rich with education. And about a year ago, I saw Cal Lutheran out here was doing a, an MBA specifically in client based financial planning, which I thought was a, a level above the CFP program. So. I've been in that for about a year. I'm about halfway done with it. It is pretty uh, draining in the evenings, but you know yeah. what? It's going to be well worth it big picture. So Yeah, that's intense. That's intense. And when it comes to that kind of intense program, learning program and certification, uh, my philosophy has always been better you than me. But uh, exactly. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah. You, that's why you, that's why you're the host. That's why you're our expert here. And I'm just asking you the questions. Now, our topic today, it's funny you should mention uh, estate planning, and I'm glad you aced that one because I've got some questions about IRA planning mainly, but that kind of ties into legacy or estate planning, as we call it. Um, Absolutely. So so my first question is, um, you know, a lot of folks out there, a lot of our listeners right now, Michael, have an IRA 
And I think that understanding, you know, what it's about is something that we can all benefit from, right? Oh, totally. And and like anything, you know, a lot of us default to IRAs and 401ks. Generally speaking, if we go get a job and they say, hey, we have open enrollment, you can sign up for our 401k. A lot of people do those things by default. And, and those are good things to do, especially when you when you need to be saving money. But understanding the different level of how these things work and your different true options. Obviously, there's the options of picking the investments, but what about picking the account? So, for example, a 401k or an IRA, one of the other sub options that you have is getting a Roth. So you could have a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA. And depending on what you pick dictates the taxes, the tax impact now, but more importantly, the tax impact later. And it's kind of funny. I, yeah, I think, unfortunately, on a lot of levels, we live in a world that feeds off of instant gratification. We want things now. We want benefits now. We want, want, want. <laughs> and so when we get to our retirement savings, you almost have the same game happening where you say, hey, if you put money in a regular 401k or a regular IRA, you're going to get a tax savings right now. How good and warm and fuzzy does that feel? And then if you take it a step further and you work with a tax professional or a CPA, a lot of times those professionals, they're wired for saving money on taxes. And they say, hey, wow, if you put in, you know, your $5,000 into an IRA, look at how much we can save on your taxes right now. And those things are certainly important. And there's a lot of different scenarios on why or why you wouldn't want to take advantage of the tax savings up front. But when you roll over and you identify using Roth accounts instead, yeah, you're going to give up that instant gratification. You're not going to get that warm, fuzzy feeling of a tax break now. But when you have your money in a tax-deferred account that someday comes out tax-free, this is huge. This is totally huge. One of the biggest problems that we have with people that come in is most of the savings happens in these pre-taxed accounts. And so you, everyone's getting a tax benefit up front, a tax break on their income. Sure. And, and Michael, can I interject right here? That's that if we want to start at the beginning with the basics, mm -hmm. that's what an IRA is, right? That an IRA just means a tax deferred account of some exactly. type, right? Exactly. And that's why IRA, you know, a lot of people think it stands for um independent or uh retirement account or individual retirement account, but I always thought IRA stood for internal revenue account because of, the, <laughs> because of all the tax implications, right? That's, that's a good way to look at it. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, you're, you're, I think the point no, you're, you're going to make is, is the tax implication of these tax deferred accounts. And a lot of folks don't realize an IRA or a tax deferred account is a joint account. It's not just mm -hmm. your money. You, if you put a hundred thousand dollars in, that's not just your money. It's uh, part of its Uncle Sam's, right? Exactly. They're your number one beneficiary. <laughs> that's not good, though. No, and, the, and that's why we have to look at the balance of this stuff. Because one of the considerations that people don't always think about is the type of account you use is really dependent when you're young on the type of income that you have. If you're a low-income earner, putting money in a traditional IRA might not do you a whole lot of favors from a tax saving standpoint. And so you might be more motivated to use a Roth IRA. You're not getting any savings up front. You're getting a lot more savings down the road when hopefully your income has grown and increased. So a lot of people don't even consider it on that level because we've always heard we've been wired and engineered to just use these pre-taxed IRAs and 401ks. 
So are there strategies and, and things that can be utilized to make sure that um, you can avoid some of the tax issues with a, with a tax deferred account? Right. You know, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, the, the biggest problem that we see with many people that are good savers or even great savers over their lifetimes is they come in and they might have a lot of money, but all their money are in these pre-taxed accounts. And so I've always coined it that everybody has a ticking tax time bomb. And I look at that on a couple different fronts. The, well, a few fronts, actually. The, the big one being is, yeah, if you passed away and you were leaving a legacy to your family, sure, it's a blessing to leave them a lot of money, but you're leaving them all very taxable money, which can be very challenging if your children and your family aren't, aren't savvy enough with their finances to pull the money out correctly. If they just go cash that thing in, that could be quite a tax mess. At the same time, as you save your money and you have these big accounts and then you come see me and you're 65 and you say, hey, look at me, hooray, I did a great job. I have a million dollars in my IRA. And I think, well, that's fantastic. But you also, once you turn 70 and a half, you lose control of your account. The government starts demanding you pull money out of it. And at that point, it's all taxable at ordinary income rates. It's something that you can't control. Now, how do you decide if, you, if you, you're going to have one of these accounts, how do you decide how much to put into it? I imagine that depends on your situation. Oh, sure. I mean, obviously, the common sense rule at an age in life is you should be saving as much as you can, no matter what. That should always be your goal. How much can I save and save that? When it comes to putting it specifically into a retirement account, you have to be careful because there are limitations to that. Um, and if you, if you go over those limitations, those contribution limits, then there can be some potential uh, unpleasantries with the IRS and things of that nature. So we have to be careful. The, uh, you know, if I reference something, everybody listening, if you wanted to read a good guide that talks a lot about IRAs, CNN Money put out an article titled The Ultimate Guide to Retirement. And so they talked a lot about the basics of traditional and IRAs and Roth IRAs and just some of the things that we can do. For example, you can fund into multiple accounts. So if the limit, for example, was $5,500 that you could put into an IRA, you don't have to put it all into just one IRA. If you had two accounts, you could split up the deposits. At the same time, you could put a portion of that money into an IRA and another portion into a Roth IRA. Mm. Now, where you have to be careful, and to be fair, this gets totally confusing, and this would be a reason why all of you would want to call me and 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 conversate about this. Obviously, my phone number 805-500-7035. But the next step to funding IRAs and Roth IRAs is there are potential phase outs now based on your income that need to be considered. So if anybody's making some money and they're trying to figure out what type of account they should be funding and how that's going to benefit them or not benefit them from a tax standpoint, just call us 805-500-7035. Be more than happy to spend some time on the phone or set up a complimentary meeting to to discuss these IRA contributions. So goal number one is how much can you put into an IRA? Goal number two is do you have any phase outs based on your adjusted gross income? Those are the things that you have to look at initially. Once the money goes in there, the money's in there for a while and you become not necessarily married, but in a sense married that you can't really get at the money until you're 59 and a half. Now you can, 
The problem is there could be penalties. There's a lot of different rules and, and things you can do before 59 and a half. But if you were to take the money out because you wanted to go buy a boat, you know, instant gratifications calling your retirement savings out, then you would pay ordinary income taxes on whatever comes out, and you'd also pay a 10% penalty underneath that age 59 and a half rule. If you have extraordinary problems in life, there are some ways to get around the penalty. Um, a lot of medical expenses, things of that nature can, can help you avoid the penalty, hardship withdrawals. There's also a $10,000 limit, limit for first-time home buyers that they can take money out. You still have to pay all the ordinary income on this stuff. You just might be able to get around the penalty depending on the situation. Once again, something that we can discuss. Sure. I think that's great. Well, you know what? We have to take a quick commercial break right now, Michael. Is there anything you'd like to add before we do? Just that when you're funding qualified retirement accounts, there are a whole lot of rules to these things. So the best thing that you can do is talk to a qualified professional that understands those rules and can give you the guidance that you need. That is certainly a service that we provide. You can visit our website, thelingroup.com. You can give us a call, 805-500-7035. Be more than happy to meet with you complimentary and help you understand the rules and properly open up these accounts without any headaches. All right. Well, we're going to be right back with more from Michael Mansfield on Financially Tuned after this. There are many advantages to converting your 401k to a Roth IRA, which include tax-free qualified distributions and growth of earnings. This helps eliminate the uncertainty of future taxes and can lower your taxes owed on Social Security benefits as you near your retirement years. Call the Lynn Group at 805-500-7035 or visit us at financiallytunedradio.com. We can answer your questions regarding 401k and IRA rollovers. We work with a team of CPAs and professionals who can work with you to help avoid potential pitfalls. We will guide you through the process in the most effective manner possible to help with your financial security. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the expert, our host, Michael Mansfield. Michael. Wow. Great Thank first. You for that. Yeah. And it's <laughs> well-deserved. Well-deserved. You know a thing or two. And uh, we learned that in the first segment. If nothing else, Michael Mansfield knows a thing or two about a thing or two. So, uh, Michael. Fair the, enough. <laughs> Michael, this is really good stuff. I mean, the tax implications with some of these retirement savings accounts is huge. And there are so many things to know about, so many ins and outs. Uh, you, you should never try to navigate these these waters without a professional that you can trust. And that's that's one big point that I want to make to our listeners. And that's why we've got you on the show to tell everybody about it. But um, with when it comes to these accounts, uh, because they're tax deferred, and mm-hmm. eventually when you take the money out, uh, there's taxes due, Uncle Sam forces you to start taking money out of them at a certain point, right? Correct. And to reiterate what Tony was saying, there's so many ins and outs with individual retirement accounts that we really can't get into any great depth on this little short half hour show here. So I would certainly encourage anybody who has questions to reach out. But yeah, when you turn now, this is an obscure rule. Let's let's think about uh, the big round table at the IRS where they, they make up rules. And think about the moment that someone said, I have an idea. When someone, the year following 
the year somebody turns 70 and a half, let's make them pull a required minimum distribution. Like, like make sense of that. Who thought of that? That's, that's incredible. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, the relevance is totally unknown, but in any case. Right, exactly. So to, to make that point, the April of the year following the year you turn 70 and a half, technically the IRS wants you to pull a required minimum distribution. Now, if you follow the technical rule, you have to pull a second required minimum distribution by December of that same year. So you have two distributions in the same year. So as a general practice rule, when we're working with clients, we normally go ahead and pull the first required minimum distribution the year of 70 and a half versus the following April, just to kind of spread out those distributions. So that way, if we're dealing with any type of dollar cost or reverse dollar cost averaging, we're not having a negative impact on somebody's accounts. Well, right. And the but, IRS and the IRS wouldn't want to simplify things by making it age 70. Right. It, it's not be, age 70. It's not when you turn 70. It's when you turn 70 and a half. And technically, it's the year following that year. <laughs> so it gets a little wild. But but let's be fair here. We're playing with fire because the penalty for not taking a correct required minimum distribution, day one that you miss it is 50%. So if Ouch. you were off on your calculation by $1,000 of whatever your required minimum distribution was, there'd be a $500 penalty the very next day. So... Maybe that's why the rule's obscure. Maybe this is a good way to, to ding people. I don't know. <laughs> but in any case, this is something that has to happen. And if you are fortunate enough to have saved a lot of money in these pre-tax 401ks and IRAs, then all of a sudden 70 and a half rolls around and, and you're looking at a pretty healthy distribution. The year one distribution amount is approximately somewhere right around 3.6% of your total IRA values. So you look at all your accounts, you add them all up as of the year end December 31st value, and it's a calculation off of that. The good news is you do not have to pull a required minimum distribution from all of your accounts. You can figure out what the number is and only pull it from one of them. So that's one of our planning strategies we always have to look at is what's the best account to pull a required minimum distribution from. So there's a lot of considerations there. Okay. Yeah, that that's interesting. So required minimum distributions, it, it's huge. It sounds like it's huge if you miss one, right? Uh, yeah, the penalty's big. Obviously, it's a big no-no in our world, so we do a lot of required minimum distribution planning. Now, if you went the other direction and you set up the Roth IRA, there are no required minimum distributions, and that's because the IRS isn't trying to be your best friend at 70 and a half because there's no taxes to be had. All right, test question, Tony. This is a quiz question, so we'll see how you do. Okay. Do you know what kind of Roth account has a required minimum distribution? No Roth account does, does it? Eh. <laughs> Technically, if you have a Roth 401k, ah. that still has a required minimum distribution the year following age 70 and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about the Roth 401ks. I'm so used to a yeah. Roth IRA which does not have a required minimum distribution. Yeah, you know, it's funny. In 10 years, I've probably seen maybe three Roth 401ks walk in the door. So not a lot of people take advantage of them. Well, isn't it a relatively new thing? I mean, over just the last couple of years, right? I mean, Well, no, they've, they've been around. But yeah, the 
normally what a lot of it has to do with is the the employer plan of what they will approve or not approve inside of it. Oh. And so it's it's just become a more of a staple in a sense. Sure. Sure. So there it seems like there's a lot that goes into actually managing an IRA rather than just hey, I've got one, I'm going to, you know, each week send some money into it or when I get a chance put some money into my IRA and not worry about it. Uh, there's a lot you need to be aware of, isn't there? Right. Obviously, picking investments based on your age, time horizon, contribution amounts is extremely important. Picking beneficiary designations, something we've talked a lot about in the past, is extremely important. Do we do per stirpes? Do we do per capita? Are we accidentally disinheriting the grandkids? There's a lot of different things that we have to address with IRAs and 401ks. 70 and a half, these required minimum distributions become a pretty big thing that happen whether we want to or not. And a lot of times the question becomes, what do we do with the money? If we have a required minimum distribution and it's five, 10, 20, 30, $100,000, whatever it is, what do we do with that money? Especially if we don't desire or need income from our investments. And one of the best planning strategies that I've always liked is it's kind of like getting back at the man. We have this fully taxable account. They're making us take money out whether we want to so that we can pay taxes on it. And so a lot of times we use those distributions and there's a what's called an RMD maximization strategy where we turn around and we use those to pay for premiums on permanent life insurance. Because permanent life insurance now is suddenly a tax-free investment if you pass away. Mm. So we can take all that overly taxable money that Uncle Sam's getting you for, put it into an insurance product that guarantees your family to be endowed with a bunch of tax-free money. And like I said, it's kind of our little secret joke around here of kind of getting back at the man. But life insurance is huge. You know, you can do permanent life insurance, tax-free death benefit. You can purchase them that have cash accumulation. So you got tax deferred growth inside of them. You can get them with built-in long-term care if you needed long-term care. And obviously at 70 and a half, we're starting to get into that world where those are important conversations. So there's a lot of legacy planning that you can do with with required minimum distribution funds, especially if you don't need them. Otherwise, you're hosed in a sense because you come into this bucket of money that you don't need. You pay the taxes on it. And now what? Yeah, sure. We can open up a individual brokerage account. We can reinvest it. But now we're reinvesting money in a very inefficient strategy. You know, it's all taxable. Dividends sure. are taxable. Trading's taxable. It becomes very cumbersome. But once again, everybody has a very different situation. We just need to sit down, talk about you, talk about what you have going on. Because in this show, we've covered a spectrum of people. We've talked about the young people opening up IRAs, what they should be doing. We've talked about middle-aged people of maybe taking distributions from their IRAs and what penalties might look like. And now we're talking about the older individuals that are getting really into their retirement income planning and how do they use these assets that they saved their whole life for? How do we convert these things into income? How do we convert these into legacy tools? How do we use this stuff without having just a total tax mess on our hands? So I think that's a that's a good idea. Now another issue that comes up is let's say I retire and I've got all my money in a tax deferred account like a 401k or an IRA, but then I need to somehow turn that into a monthly disbursement to live on. And right. there are strategies and ways to go about that as well, correct? Yeah, so our big philosophy with retirement planning gets into 
Well, really, probably the, the age-based approach of investing. The older you get, the more conservative you become. And so when you're young and you're saving in your IRA and your 401k, you're pretty aggressive and you're putting money in every single month and you're dollar cost averaging and you're growing, 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 growing. But when you get to the moment that you're now retiring and you're no longer saving in these investments, things start to change. All of a sudden, you're in the distribution phase of your life. Now you need to take money out the polar opposite of what you've been doing for 30 or 40, 50 years. Now you need to take the money out. You need to live on it. And so the question becomes, how do you do that? And there's a lot of considerations. You know, if you have your money actually in a 401k, it's important to do what's called a rollover IRA and roll the money from a 401k to an IRA. Simply doing that will save you a lot in fees for most 401k providers. I mean, there's a fee that I was looking at the other day on a client statement called a bookkeeping fee that once you're no longer an employee with their 401k, they start charging you an extra fee because they have to keep track of your account anyways. So 401ks fee you to death. And so we want to roll those money into IRAs and then as we look at your bigger situation, what's social security? Do you have pensions? And we start assessing your cash flows. What's your budget? What's your required income for retirement? We find out where the income gap is. Now, all of a sudden, we can start figuring out what type of investments you should be rolling your 401ks and your IRAs into. Do you want to maintain growth because you're a risky investor and you don't need the money? Or are we looking for more insurance solutions for the conservative folks? Are we going to use fixed and index annuities and income rider guarantees in order to have pensions? There's a whole spectrum of things we get to do, Tony. The problem is we need to sit down and talk about it to see exactly what fits you. And, and to be fair, there's no two people. Last week, it was funny, on Friday I had two first meetings. And one first meeting was some very nice people saying, we don't ever want to lose a penny ever. And the next meeting was, hey, if I lost half my money, that's okay. I'll just write it out. Everybody is so different with their attitudes that the solutions have to be completely customized. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that makes, you know, that's why it's so important for our listeners out there to make sure they look at all these things and work with a professional because uh, you, you can really get yourself into a financial bind and you need help walking your way through it. You know, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you'd like wow. to add before we have to go? Well, just again, there's so much associated with picking the right retirement account, picking the investments, setting up beneficiaries correctly. You need to really talk to a professional about this stuff. You don't want to assume you did it correctly. This is like, if you had a gun, would you rather have a toddler holding the gun or a police officer holding the gun? You want to have a professional help you with the things that can have such a huge impact on your life. I am one of those professionals. I'm educated. I work hard to do the best thing for our clients. If you call us, we'd be more than happy to have a complimentary meeting with you. Office number is 805-500-7035. You can find our radio website at financiallytunedradio.com. And we're also located right off of, on Victoria in the middle of Victoria, uh, Ventura, right across from the government center. So thank you so much for listening. All right, and we're going to be back same time, same place next week with more from Michael Mansfield on Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at Financially Tuned Radio dot com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.